first of all, please could you introduce yourself and tell us a little about your current roles? I'm Dr. Robert Fox. I'm a staff neurologist at the Mellon Center for Multiple Sclerosis at the Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland, Ohio. And I served as a protocol principal investigator for the Ibutilast trial in progressive MS. Great. So you're presenting in the clinical trials plenary session um, here at the AAN annual meeting. Um, on the phase two sprint MS trial of Ibudalast in progressive MS. So this has shown promising findings. Could you tell us about the trial and the current MS landscape that led to this trial? Sure, so we have over a dozen treatments for relapsing MS, the early stage, early form of MS. But about half of MS patients have progressive MS where their uh, clinical symptoms get worse little by little over time. And for those patients, we have very limited treatment options to slow down the progression. In addition, we don't really have well-validated outcome metrics to measure a potential therapy in progressive MS. And so this trial aimed to fill both of those voids, and that is to identify a new therapy with potential promise in progressive MS, as well as to evaluate and compare different outcome metrics, phase two outcome metrics that can then be utilized in future phase two trials in progressive MS. Great, and so could you tell us about the results, the data that you got out of this trial? Sure. So this was a placebo-controlled, randomized clinical trial over 96 weeks, uh, and it was conducted at 28 sites across the United States utilizing a phase two clinical trial network for neurologic diseases called NeuroNext. We randomized 255 patients with either primary or progressive MS to either ibutilast or a matching placebo. Ibutilast is an oral medicine that has been found in relapsing MS to slow the progression of atrophy, and that's what pointed us towards potentially evaluating this in progressive MS. What we found, the primary outcome, was that ibutilast was associated with a 48% slowing in the progression of brain atrophy, or shrinkage of the brain, over the 96 weeks of the trial. Um, also, our primary outcome was safety, and what we found was that overall, ibutilast was relatively safe. The main side effects associated with ibutilast were gastrointestinal, principally abdominal pain, diarrhea, and nausea, and also depression and the frequency of headaches. Uh, those areas, uh, those symptoms were increased in the patients treated with ibutilast. On the other hand, there were a couple things that were increased uh, in the placebo-treated patients, and those included skin infection, upper respiratory tract infections, and neck pain and, and, and generalized pain. Now, pain is of interest because there is some evidence that abutilast may have some activity against pain. So to see a higher frequency of pain side effects in the placebo points towards there actually being something possibly uh, related to pain from abutilast, and that will uh, need more investigation. Tolerability was also one of our primary outcomes, and what we found was that there was no statistically significant difference in uh, subjects who discontinued ibutilast early compared to placebo, although there was an absolute difference of 5%, but not statistically significant. We had a number of 
major secondary outcomes, and these were imaging-driven. Uh, one was magnetization transfer imaging, and this is a way of looking at tissue integrity at a bit-by-bit -bit, uh, view of the brain. And what we found is that there was about an 81% slowing in the progression of magnetization transfer ratio measures in the ibutilast-treated patients compared to placebo. Also, another one of our uh, major secondary outcomes was change in cortical thickness, so thickness of the, of the gray matter surrounding the brain. And what we found there was also a statistically significant slowing, an 80% slowing in the progression of cortical atrophy. There were a couple other secondary outcomes, diffusion tensor imaging and thickness of the retina um, measured uh, in the back of the eyeball. Those did not meet statistical significance for slowing progression uh, using those measures. So quite a few different outcome measures there, but certainly some encouraging results in terms of slowing brain atrophy. What difference could these findings make for future treatment regimes for MS patients, particularly those with progressive MS? Well, this points to a potential promising therapy for progressive MS. Now this was a phase two trial, so it wasn't powered to see a benefit in slowing of disability progression in the ibutilast compared to the placebo. But I think it sets the stage for a phase three trial to truly see if this drug slows the progression of disability in progressive MS. Two other things to point out is that this trial uh, allowed into the study patients who were taking injectable therapies for MS, either interferon or glutiram or acetate. And this is important because we think that um, the therapies for progressive MS probably need to be added to an anti-inflammatory therapy. And this trial evaluated just that, adding an additional therapy to an ongoing anti-inflammatory regimen, uh, interferon or glutiram or acetate, or at least allowed patients into the trial. We also compared directly these imaging metrics. And so it's going to take a little more looking at the data, but uh, we are, with this trial, it is pointing towards what may be more valuable metrics for us to use to conduct faster, more efficient clinical trials in progressive MS. So looking at perhaps uh, progressive MS compared with relapsing remitting, what are perhaps the, the challenges associated with bringing new therapies to patients in this area? Well, one of the challenges has been that we have studied anti-inflammatory therapies that clearly work and work quite well in the relapsing stage. We've applied them rather blindly to progressive MS. In the majority of cases, it hasn't really worked. And so what it points to is that progressive MS is probably something very different than what we're treating with relapsing MS. And ibutilast works as best as we can tell in a very different mechanism. For example, it's not an anti-inflammatory. It works on different biologic mechanisms uh, that don't really have anything to do with inflammation uh, and then may be complementary to the anti-inflammatory effects of our current therapies.
Interesting. And so what will your next steps be? Well, our next step is there is a lot of data in this study. So we have many, many more outcome metrics that we need to evaluate more carefully to understand some of the nuances of what this therapy may have uh, uh, done in patients with progressive MS. And then the next obvious step is that this drug needs to be taken into a phase three trial, uh, a trial that is sufficiently sized and has a duration that we can identify truly whether this drug is clinically beneficial in patients with progressive MS. Right now, we found that it benefits these imaging metrics, but the true relevance of these imaging metrics or a benefit on these imaging metrics, how that relates to clinical disability is unclear. So we're hopeful that a phase three trial will also show that uh, ibutilas is beneficial in the phase three trial looking at clinical disability, but we have to do that study to, to know for sure. Brilliant, thank you very much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here.